I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Michet. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, Radiant Light. Great to connect with all of you. Oh, welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache. It's so great to be a part of this with all of you and walk these steps. Walk these steps of transformation with all of you. Um, welcome to those in the sacred space of empowerment, and also those of you that are listening later in the archives. Um, so great to connect with you. Amazing, <laughs> amazing energy. Um, have you guys been feeling it? Have you been feeling the energy? Anyway, uh, Sacred Space of Empowerment Room, also known as the chat room. They're also my sound engineers. Let me know how the sound is. And also, let's see, they have a lot of wisdom in that group. All right, everyone. Also, if you're list great, if you want to listen by phone, that number is 347-539-5122, 347-539-5122, and you can press pound or press one on the keypad and that lets you know that um, you want to get on air. Okay, I'm just using a new mic, so I want to see how the sound is. If anybody can let me know. Making sure the sound is there. Okay, people just getting in the chat. Again, the number to call in, 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. And press one on your keypad. Welcome in the chat. Okay. Okay, the go ahead. Yay! Okay. All right, we have um, those of you that might be new to the program. The first part, I do a little tune in beforehand, and we look at the upcoming energies, what's going on and answer listener questions um, as well as anybody that's emailed questions in. So you can always email me questions at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com or guest suggestions, topic suggestions, or any questions you have. If you are um, listening by phone and you want a a reading or to get on air live, um, you need to please press 1 on your keypad. And, again, that number is 347 Five three nine five one two two and press one on your keypad. Okay, I see a lot of people maybe just listening by phone. All right, everyone. Um, yeah, interesting energy. Um, I just uh, I had done a podcast uh, with a Maria Menounos uh, podcast, uh, Better Together, 
and she's been putting some sound bites or her PR team or producer. The team has been posting on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, there's some wonderful little nuggets of insight and wisdom uh, that you can tap into. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook also. Uh, we can connect more there. And also on my YouTube channel, Awakenings Soul Insights with Michelle Mache. And I just um, – Oh, Tammy, you couldn't type in the chat for some reason. Yeah, interesting energy with the tech. Um, interesting energy today. I feel like it's an energy about really pausing, going within, and then seeing what is right action, what is inspired action, what's the next step you need to do, and then moving forward. Anyway, as I said, I just uploaded a reading for light workers, and I break it down. I talk about the, the seven rays, the soul rays that we come in, which also influences astrology on an esoteric and soul-centered way. That's I'm an astrologer, but I read from the soul. I read um, what we call soul-centered astrology um, is what I use. And some people, like if you get an astrology reading with me, I do psychic readings, channel, psychic channel readings, a mediumship. It's all under the psychic channel guidance, but my soul path astrology readings, I look at the chart with that. And then I, I also do a little bit of the numerology numerology. And then um, of course my intuition comes in and I learned years ago, years ago, I don't know, 30 plus years ago when I studied um, astrology, one of my teachers knew noticed that I read intuitively and I did get a little bit in the beginning, you know, it's a different kind of world. Although I, I shouldn't say that. Some astrologers are very strict. They only read the aspects. They only read what they see in the chart, not what they feel. But since I'm an empath and a psychic channel, psychic medium, I really can't turn that off, especially once I get in the energy field. And so one of my um, teachers had said, Michelle, you're not reading the chart. You read, you're reading intuitively. That, and that's not astrology. <laughs> that's what I was told. That's not astrology. So... Um, can everybody hear me? Somebody is saying they can't hear me in the chat. Can you hear me? Let me know. Okay. So, you know, I try to just read straight, you know, just astrology, just the aspects. And I just, I just, I don't know, maybe, maybe somebody else can do it that way, but I, I just can't. So, and nor do I really want to, I, because I am a blending of so many things, so many disciplines, so many things that I've studied and trained in that I'm uncomfortable with the blend. But anyway, so if that's something that interests you, you, you want to blend. Um, oh, White Keller Lily, watched your Lightworker video this morning. Really good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I go into what a light worker is and the types, how we come in. Some people are teachers and healers. Some people are just healers. Some people are teachers. Some people are working with science and innovation, with new products, new um, things that hold the vibrational frequency in form. And then I go into what, what is your focus this lifetime as a light worker? Are you a light worker? That's also a star seed or star seed that's also light work. Are you an indigo child, which is just a higher vibrational earth being? Are you from an indigo, indigo aspect, crystalline? 
But I really dive into what you have to look for on your path, what you might need, what your awareness needs to be, maybe your learning lesson, what you're integrating, and how you help others. Now, I, I did have in the title how you help people, and then my guides, my intuition just came in, and I, after I posted it, it's like some people are really working with animal beings, so I really can't just people, you know. Some of you are working with animal beings, people, places, you know, so much. So if you have an interest in that to see, um, you know, how you are manifesting your gifts or what your gifts are, whether you're working for someone else, a corporation, working for yourself, whether you're working in a quote-unquote spiritual field, um, remember what you do or your soul's purpose is really it's vibrational. It's how you do what you do and, and what you're more aligned to. And I'm going to say this again, and then I'm going to get to callers. I've said this over and over and over, and I do believe David Hawking, he was on our show um, a couple times, you know, power versus force. I do believe he, he um, talked about this, I recall. But anyway... You know, it's vibrational, and that's what the soul operates on. Same as an infant, a baby, an animal being. It doesn't matter what you look like if you look spiritual. This is how people get scammed. We've heard scams, you know, religious scams, because you're looking at the person, or you're saying, oh, this person has a lot of followers or has a lot of money, or this person is on the bestseller book list, or Oprah likes this person, so they must be good. No, 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 no. I have met some hugely top spiritual people that are very, very dysfunctional. And I say that because we all, if you're a healer, you've had to work on yourself. You've had your own dysfunctions, your patterns. You've had to work through things. But a lot of people stop. And what happens is if you stop involving, evolving, involving your higher self. That's if you stop involving your spiritual path and your growth and you're making the same kind of mistakes over and over, your vibrational frequency either stays the same or it goes down. It's like, it's like having an instrument, right? I have my tambour, my tambora. I have a guitar. If I don't tune those or when I go to play them, if I don't tune it, if I don't adjust it, if I don't attune, and we're the same way. If we don't keep aligning and attuning, we get out of alignment, out of attunement. The Buddhist said this, you know, one of the Buddhist principles of the middle way. You know, that we're always, a, we get a little off balance and then we come back into balance. And then, but you have to be attuned to that and be okay that it doesn't have any, it's, you know, when you're healing from wounding or deep wounding or doing, you know, individual as well as group healing for the, the mass consciousness, you know, for the ancestors, for the generations, you know, for the culture, for the society, you have a bit of that resonance. Maybe you have resonance, but you're healed from that or you're over it, or maybe it's still an area of to keep aware of. But you realize that it's possible to be very conscious, but not as conscious in a certain area. So when we keep repeating what is not life-enhancing or what's hurting or harming others, then there's some there's emotional healing that needs to take place. So it doesn't matter. Somebody can look really 
I don't know, enlightened and like they have all the answers and they look, you know, they look the part, they look like whatever stereotypical, let's say, yogi looks like. You know, you see it in the, the ads. Um, you're, you're not, you know, that's not enlightenment. That's not awareness. That's not consciousness. It's inside. It's what is going on vibrationally. And that's what the universe responds to is what's going on vibrationally. It's not the outer or the external. The external or outer trappings does not show, it might show material success. It might show being well-known or fame, or it might show, let's say somebody works out a lot, might show a good physical body, but we're more than that. We've got the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, the physical, the material aspect of our life. And of course, that spiritual soul connection, how aligned to the soul. So this is why resonance and intuition is so important. One of the sound bites um, when uh, Maria uh, interviewed me on her show, uh, her podcast, Better Together, I talk about very simple terms, that law of attraction and how to use it and why it works. And I use the example of not only we have to feel what it is that we want, we have to feel how it will feel to have it. Because if you really, really want something, you keep focusing on it, that means there's an etheric blueprint for it. There is, it's there etherically. It's there around you. It just it depends on the timing, synchronicity, synergy, the unfolding. But if you feel it, and I gave the example of a lot of times when we're trying to find a job or, you know, we get that, we've been interviewing, interviewing, finally we get that job, right? Or things start turning around. Or you're in a relationship. Maybe you're pining for someone, some guy, some girl, someone that you really cared about. Now, finally, you're in a relationship or you get engaged or you get married. Now, all of a sudden, everyone comes out of the woodwork, right? It's like that saying, if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, it's easier to get one or attract one. Or if you're feeling that way, if you feel that divine counterpart within you already, that it's within you and you're living it out, like that part is in you, that part is whole and complete, you attract that person or that situation, that higher vibrational frequency. So it's the emotions, the energy and motion of the carrier wave, which is our passion. It's very hard to attract a higher vibrational frequency. You can be depressed. You can go in and out of it, but it's the stuck state of apathy. Some people tell me, oh, you can't attract well with fear. and this. It depends what you want to attract because I've met a lot of people that you could say were even like kind of, I don't know, scoundrels in business. I don't know what's the word. I'm thinking of a few people or not very nice in relationship to horrible especially when I was modeling. And even these people had everything. They even had like a beautiful wife or beautiful husband or whatever. They had, they had it all, the money, everything, the health. They were tan. They were flying around the world, staying in Ibiza. So they had it all. They had it all. However, what's the game you're playing? What's the inner state? What's the inner being? Without all that, I would like to say go for all that. Go for whatever you want, whatever it is, whatever it is. You want a new cat, you want a puppy, whatever it is. And then ask yourself, if I don't have this, if I didn't have all this money or this 
room, if I didn't have all this. Obviously, we have preferences, and we don't want to be uncomfortable. We got, I got that. But how would you be on a deserted island with your mate, with your mates? Let's say you got shipwrecked, and you've got your love, lover, significant other, your husband, your wife, your partner. How would you be? Or you've got your mates around you, your friends, your companions. How would you be? That's the thing to ask yourself right now because the 7 to 13 people that are around you are very key in this next cycle. For me right now, if I was shipwrecked, the only thing I would want to have is my beautiful Yoshi. <laughs> she's on the other side, so she's here anyway. Um, but I could see it'd be uncomfortable. Depends. I don't know. In the States, did you ever watch Gilligan's Island? <laughs> What was that? Swiss Family Robinson. I always wanted to be. There's a manifestation. I always, we would go to Disneyland as I was a kid. Actually, you know, an older in my 20s. Go on date night. Go to Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm. Anyway, I always, it's a small world. The Pirates of the Caribbean. I always wanted to jump out of the boat and go live there. And Swiss Family Robinson. I was just enamored as a child and would just stay there. My parents, you know, our brothers was like, come on, let's go, let's go. We're going to the next ride. And I just didn't want to leave. And years later, I end up going to Molokai, an island, a very more remote island. In fact, you can't drive there. You can only take a little puddle jumper airplane. And Ended up staying there on this amazing property. I think it was 70 or 80 acres. I don't know how many acres. Maybe not that much. Maybe like 20. But anyway, lots. And um, they had these little cute little bungalow kind of things. They had a main house. And then they had these just two or three, I think. Um, and they, then they had this area for like outdoor yoga. And it reminds you, all jungle. is beautiful. And then they said, or you can stay in the back here, it was a Swiss family Robinson treehouse. It was a treehouse. It even had, you know, those pulleys to pull the water up. And, of course, it was messy. It had spiders. And my boyfriend and I at the time, I was like, oh, I love this. He goes, you want to stay here? I go, yes. I go, this is my dream. And it's like, I can't even tell you. It was like eight feet, ten feet from the water. Okay? No more than that. So, I loved it. I mean, I thought, oh, my God, all those years staring at the Swiss Family Robinson <laughs> treehouse at Disneyland, I finally manifested it to stay here for two weeks or whatever, how long, you know, two weeks, I think, 15 days. And then there was this walk on the beach. It was private, no one around. And then the people that were, that were staying with our host, we go on this walk, and then they're like, okay, we have to swim here to the other side. And I'm like, what? go in, there's this lagoon, we go in and we swim under the water, under the water, and we come out in this, all these lotuses, this lotus garden. And then there's this little wooden, I don't know, floaty thing that we sat on and sunbathed and talked and whatever, did some yoga. So I was like, oh, my God, it came true, it came true. (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right, Athena in the chat is saying, I had a recurring dream years ago about winning the contest, and some months later, your sister and I won. Yeah. See, sometimes these things are just, and again, it's, it doesn't, what's the sense of it 
it's within the resonance of your experience. It's within your soul's experience. This is why understanding your soul's purpose and connecting with your soul through resonance and coherence is so important because you're not going to manifest what's not within your soul's template. That's why that, the law of attraction, maybe I'll bring my universal laws back and I'll do it, um, myself a little note to do a teleworkshop on that. Um, because there's, it's like somebody doing multi-level marketing. If you don't have that energy, that vibe, you're not going to strive at it. You're not going to do well. If you're not a salesperson, I don't care how many affirmations and posties you do. If that's not your vibe, the way you vibe, it's not going to happen for you. So you've got to find your vibe. You've got to find the way you do what you do. And once you find the way that you do what you do, you open yourself up to abundance. And that's really kind of the shift that we're all in right now paradigm shift um you guys hear me moving around i just took my this little sweater i don't know like fleece that i had on because it was chilly actually a little bit outside by the beach but now i'm having my chai latte with almond milk and it's getting hot all right let's get to callers um let's see just want to make sure everybody knows three four seven five three nine five one two two press one on your keypad Hello, you're on Awakenings with Michelle Mache. Welcome. Hey, Michelle, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? And who are you? Who? What's your name? I know you're a spiritual being, so we don't know the, need to know who you are except by your name. <laughs> yeah, my name is Keisha. <laughs> Hi, Keisha. <laughs> Hi. Keisha, also I, you I, too. My... Yes. Hi. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> so I wanted I had a question. Um I wanted to know if the path that I'm going on now um is it a good path? Like am I Ooh, just like more so like Ooh, a confirmation question. that I'm yeah, that I'm headed okay. in the right direction. Let's look at Keisha. Yeah, are you working with children or babies? Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. Wow, it's right in your or Something's about to burst through. Sun okay. and Aquarius, working more with groups also, or new community. Yeah, because mm. um, just looking at you, I see you in the center, then there was a circle, and I saw babies, infants. And then I saw okay. some children around you, yeah. And, um yeah, your pa- I don't know what it is exactly. It's going to be like a surprise, but it's somehow bumps you is the word on to the next level oh that's awesome so something you're working that's on awesome. or focused on is about to there you're about to have a breakthrough in it oh cool okay yeah. that's great to hear yeah and it has to do with your circle i don't know what that means but it has to do with your circle that okay. means anything to you yeah it does it does oh good okay yeah Okay. Thank you. Oh, Keisha, great to hear your voice. <laughs> Thank you. You're so welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello. Hello. Hi, this is Kate. Kate? Hi, Kate. Hi. I, was, I can barely like hear know. you. Hello? 
Well, I was on speakerphone, and I took you off speakerphone. So is that better? Oh, that's better. Yeah, it was in the transition. Yeah, yeah much better. <laughs> I was, would like to know um, what I could should focus on for August to as kind of a, a prep or a launch for the next thing I'm going to embark on. And my stomach, like right up my diaphragm, has been just really it, just hard. Hard. And, uh, um, yeah. I definitely like feel it doesn't for you. It, it's weird. My, right when you were saying that, I felt this tightness from like my stomach area yeah. to just yeah. underneath my chest. The rib cage. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. The rib cage. Yeah. I started feeling that I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Um, okay. The first thing I heard is you're really, okay, have you been under quite a bit of anxiety? Um, well, just the usual. The usual, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, well, it may be catch everybody. I mean, my, my job is, uh, yeah. the job I did is gone forever, so it's okay. anxiety of Maybe that's it. Okay. Well, you're meant to move yeah. on anyway. I feel like there's something you're meant oh, to for do sure. that's more in alignment. Yeah. Okay, kids, yes. okay, but what I'm feeling, honestly, because I started holding my breath, I think you've been holding your breath forever, for a long, oh. since, your, since your last relationship. And that's why I'm getting breath work, like breath of fire where you're moving the diaphragm back and forth, you know? Right. There we go. So, um, yeah, I would do breath of fire. I would do also... Um, I try to open my lower abdomen. Like my breath feels stuck up high, so I try and push it down very low to the lower abdomen. Yeah, try to do the breath of fire. I don't, if you, you know, I'm sure on YouTube they have ways to do it. Do the breath of fire. I wouldn't try to push or hold because you've been, it's not a pushing and a holding. You need to get into your actual rhythm. You know what's very interesting as I'm tuning in? I see like this, this is so interesting, like this shell around you, okay, that's being cracked. Like -hmm. you had to be in protection mode for a long time. It's not a hard shell. Mm -hmm. It's like I see in the center there's like this kind of, I don't know, like it looks almost like terracotta around you. Mm -hmm. Or if you've ever seen like a play tennis court, but it has a texture, right. and that's around you, and then there's the circle, and then there's this other part. So you're breaking out of that. So I would say anything, right. yin yoga, moving through asanas, anything, even just sitting down and, and bending at the hip and putting your chest forward and then bringing it, concaving the chest and bringing it back, that kind of rolling motion. Mm-hmm. Anything that you can do right now that gets you into this breath-body rhythm. You know, uh, figure eights with your hip, qigong, you know, figure eights with the hip, hula dancing, hula hooping is another thing. Anything that gets you into this kind of infinite energy, that figure eight energy, the undulation with the breath work. And so I feel like you're, you're moving out of your identification with your former self and how you lived. And what happened to you and, you know, and how you worked and what kind of work you did. So there's right. really this quantum leap. 
Wow. But I feel your body already feels it. So you have to you have to help birth it along. You have to be your own midwife or doula right now. Okay? Mm. Like you're in, you're in contractions, but the contractions can be they're an undulation. They're they're this ebb and flow, this flow energy. If you open up a lot more, that's going to help you connect to your intuition and that's going to loosen that lower energy that's really holding on right now because it's it's right. it's like okay, it's both, there's a happy part of it in the expansion, but there's also fear of security. It's like losing this part. It, 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 and it is. It's, it's going to be subsumed into the all that is, into the all that you are. You know, it's going, to be, it's going to be like a distant memory. Like, oh, yeah, I used to do that. Or, yeah, I used, yeah, I did that before. I like that. Yeah. But you're not going to be attached. See, this is happening for quite a few of you. Those people, many of you may be listening and going, oh, my God, I can relate to what Kate's going through. Probably We're not going to be um, as lower back to our past or our stories. Lower back does it, yeah. too. It's all that area. So that's why yeah. this undulation. That's why the, the yeah. leaning forward and then back. Yes, yes. It's all the sacral. You're reconnecting to the sacral chakra. Right. Called the sacral. Right. Because that, it's, people go, oh, yeah, sex organ. yeah. It's about regeneration. It's about how you regenerate and reproduce yourself in the world through your expression, through your art, creativity, how you live. So everything we do in, in life, we're reproducing ourselves. Like I go, the way I go get my chai at Tom's, they know me now. They'll go, hey, large chai, no cinnamon, extra hot, almond milk. Yeah, that's me. Hey, how are you? We chit-chat. I have a certain vibe. So that's mm-hmm. how I reproduce myself in the world, how I do my podcast, how I write, how I did my books, how I do my readings. Everything we do is a reproduction of ourselves. I know on the earth plane we think just of children. You know, oh, you have birth, that's a little, that's a little me, you know, that's a mixture. But we're constantly birthing ourselves. So, Kate, you're about, you're in the egg, you're in the chrysalis, you're in, mm-hmm. and you're about to come out. You're in the cosmic womb. You know, the, the cosmic egg, the womb of Mother Earth. You're, you're about to birth a new way of being that's more aligned to your soul and much more expansive. So there could be moves. There could be um, definitely different things with job, different people around you. You might find your living situation change or how you live or the routine that you have changing. Is that making sense at all? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, what? Oh, yeah, the chat great. says she does Zumba and it moves your hips a lot. Oh, that could be another Zumba. I did a lot of Zumba. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's well, fun. bring your Zumba back. Zoom, zoom. But I actually feel it's also <laughs> a little bit slower. It's like there, there is this bending. This I keep undulation. It's like the belly dancing. Ooh, belly dancing. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you said figure hula, I thought belly dancing. Right. Did you? Okay. Well, maybe I just picked mm-hmm. it up now from you because I got belly dancing. I don't know that S thing that people, you know, the belly dancers. I learned I did oh, it I years ago, belly dancing. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that thing that they, yeah, love that. Um, the, the infinity, like infinity sign. Yeah. Yes, yes, all of that. Any kind of, yeah, that kind of motion is just really going to really open, open everything up and open you up and open what's been locked you've got into a deeper aspect of you deeper part of you and tamara in the chat's putting breath work yes yes the pranayama the breath of fire 
inspire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, breath work. So important. And that would be perfect for you. Great. Perfect for all of us, actually. Um, so, okay, did I answer your question? I don't know. I went off yeah, the channel. Definitely. It just came through. <laughs> well, I asked um, what to focus on in August, and there you go. That's a lot. Oh, there it was. Okay, there you go. Okay, a lot about the body. All right, Kate. All right. Great. Thank you. Okay, talk to you later. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. Okay. Oh, Tammy's putting good for all of it. Yeah, it is. I just, I'm doing it in my chair, and I'm like, oh, you need to do that, too. It just really, you know, and then there's that movement, too, where you, um, we did it in dance, where you put your arms out, and you, you know, cave, cave in, you flex, you know, what is that, a flex? contract inward your arms are out like you're going to fly and then you put your chest in like nose to your towards your belly and then you open the chest back up you know so it's like you're embracing and then opening Woo! okay love it love it love it hello welcome to awakenings with michelle mache you're on air well i knew i was supposed to I knew it too. I called in before the show. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't press one. Then I got disconnected. And but I, I ah, how are you? I am doing how great. Let me just say, contract and release. Angie's thing. I am doing well. I am doing very well. I'm um. Just in a nice right now. Like the flow of right now is peaceful, expansion, and love. How are you doing? I can feel your peace and, and the flow. And Ooh, I'm doing thank you. You're welcome, yeah. thank you. And I'm I'm doing um amazing. And Ooh. I want you writing? You know, it's it's like I'm getting ready to go out into my studio um, and take my computer, yes. So the answer is yes. And oh. um, <laughs> I, I'm so looking forward to finally <laughs> doing this um, in a new way. But I wanted mm. to um, expound upon what you were saying about being like on Gilligan's Island. And you right. were talking about the island, which sounded so so beautiful because, you know, when people see me, I like to think they see me as very regal and elegant. But during the, um, I'm very capable, I'm a craftsperson and an artisan. And during this pandemic, the, the well here went out. This was one thing of my skills. And I was able to direct and redirect and, and help to bring the, um, the water didn't go away, but the functioning of the well. And then the t- the toilet <laughs> went out, so that had to be replaced, and I had to be a part of assisting with that. And to say that I would be an ideal person, because my ability to restore things or Next, you have enough to touch on. Uh huh. Create and restore, like taking, you know, I needed a hammock, 
Queen, you, you, you might have to call back in. Okay, or, or something. Or, you know, we're not hearing it. you as much. Queen? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Better. better. There's something. It's better. Yeah. Before it was, it was getting muffled. Yeah. In the chat, this camera well, I was can't hear well. Well, on the island. Yeah. Well, I can take back the essence. I'm the one to take to the island. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and um, flow and listen to you and whoever comes behind me. Mm-hmm. Now, Queen, now you sound good. Now you sound, hello? Queen? Well, I'm here. Queen? Okay. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I guess you have to, no, I don't she's have to call here. through the computer. She's here. She's here. Okay. So what were you saying on the island? How would it be for you on the island? I was saying, like, I have the and to be able to take the tree and weave it into a, a hammock and that would have allowed the, the hammock to be, you know, connected to or even how to make a fishing pole. I'm, I'm loving my gift that I have. And I was sitting, I come so elegant and regal and royal in my presentation to the other world in terms of being someone you want to be on, <laughs> on an island. Right. Because all the, all the resources are at our feet. Oh, gosh. Queen. Okay. I guess you're going to have to call, call, back, call back in, see if the connection is better. Keeps going in and out or dragging, like Keller Lily said. Yeah, we can't hear. So either try to call back okay. in. We want, to, we want to hear your communication, but it, we can't hear you. All right, Queen. Sorry about that. Not sure what's going on with the sound. There's um, got lots of people in the chat today. Hi, everyone. It's good to connect with all of you. Let's see. The Queen could call back in or listen. Yeah, it was I, almost like through the computer sometimes. I don't know. There's been waves, ebbs and flows of the um of the um ethers, the Ethernet, right? All right, callers, so that number is three four seven five three nine five one two two. And if you are in the queue and you had a question, a comment, you wanted to give feedback or or share with us how you're doing on your path, which I'd love to know. Even in the chat, let me know how you're doing on your path, what's unfolding for you. What are you perceiving next steps to be or what you need to integrate right now? And you can just call in or put it in the chat. White Kalalili saying, I hold my breath a lot and don't realize I'm even doing it. It's a lot, and I suffer from a lot of anxiety. I think that's because of child, childhood, but also... Um, I've, I've been thinking about hula hooping. I think this is a confirmation for me. Um, yeah, the thing is, we do cause anxiety physiologically when we hold our breath or we breathe shallowly. So whether it starts out with an emotional component or ends with an emotional component, sometimes anxiety is physiological. It's, it's due to our, our body mechanics of um, how we stand, how we sit, how we move through life, how, deep, how, how we breathe, 
if we hold our breath or breathe shallowly. Um, by the way, on that note, this may interest some of you, is that uh, years ago, because I'm a hypnotherapist, I'm trained in a lot of modalities for it, analytical, transpersonal, uh, med- uh, hypnobirthing, uh, a lot of different uh, timeline, past life, anyway, a lot of different uh, forms. I went through a three-year program with a, uh, a, I guess a year or two-year two clinical trials and clinical studies and uh you know, working on, on the clinical tra- training aspect of it. And, and um, so anyway, well, I, so I worked for, I used to do a lot of more medical uh, work with doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, uh, cardiologists, you know, because of working with meditation, stress reduction, and using hypnotherapy. And, and I, I'll never forget a couple of people I had, and one in particular, because I did work a lot with anxiety or anxiety reaction. Also, people that had traumas, PTSD. And this one woman came to work with me, and she was very fit. She was actually a um, bodybuilder. And she had a lot of panic attacks. And uh, what was interesting, because you got all kinds of training in the holistic health. I was also trained as a holistic health practitioner. So you, you get, it's, it's, it's not, um, you know, it's holistic training. It's alternative or complementary medicine to traditional or conventional. But one of the things we learned is sugar. And the, the drop at night can be during the day, too. There could be a dip where people get their heart starts racing and get a bit panicky. Um, and this wonderful woman that came to me, and I asked her, because one of the questions was always, when do you get the panic attacks or when do you have the anxiety reaction? You know, what seems to bring it on, this and that. But part of the questionnaire is also uh, with, with the time as, you know, what have you eaten or what do you do before? And obviously a bodybuilder, very strict diet, um, but would have sugar or something before. I think it was like during the day or beforehand. And it was always 1 to 1.30. Well, I had learned, but that time period, around, if you go to sleep 10, 10.30, and you wake up around 1 or 1.30, it's like a three-hour cycle, three-and-a-half, four-hour cycle, um, and you're getting an anxiety reaction, panic attack, it usually is because you don't have enough protein in your system, maybe too much sugar, and there's a drop. And she tended to have low blood sugar anyway. I think, I can't remember. If she did eat sugar at night or candy, I don't remember. But I do remember the time. It was about 1, 1.30. Sometimes she said she'd even look at the clock and it's 1.15. And that she always had this really, really bad, really debilitating panic attack, anxiety reaction. So, you know, she did hypnotherapy and I gave her some things to do. And then I said, I suggest that before you go to bed, right before, you just have a little bit of peanut butter or, you know, little chicken or turkey, just a small little piece. So it doesn't have to be a lot, you know, maybe two bites full or whatever, a spoonful of peanut butter, a um, little piece of cheese. But, but really, peanut butter or meat, something like that, um, you know, the egg white a, a bit. And she did, and the panic attacks completely went away. <laughs> it was the blood sugar. It was the drop. And because she was telling me she had them sometimes throughout the day or when she was competing, but getting ready to go on stage. And then she said, but it's really bad at night. 
really bad at night. It's just so horrible. You know, and I, re- I felt first. She was like, just bounce out of bed, and I just, my heart's racing, and I just feel like I'm going to have a heart attack, or I'm going to die, and I don't know what's going on. And I said, I bet it's the blood sugar is dipping. And those of you that have hypoglycemia, you know, can know that that can happen. But sometimes, and that's for anybody, sometimes our anxiety can be by our food or what we're eating. Um, like Callie in the chat is saying, thank you. Great advice. I'll try the breathing exercise you suggested. So happy you're sharing. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Like Callie Lily. Um, yeah, so sometimes, you know, I know a lot of times there is an emotional component, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes there's something physical or physiological going on where we're not getting enough of something. You know, maybe do we need more calcium, magnesium, or do we need more magnesium? You know, um, how can we support the body? And that's something that's really being asked right now at this juncture that we're at, this great turning point, this next level of awakening, is really to connect more with the body, not only as our tool or vehicle or vessel, but it is an aspect of us. Our physical body is an aspect of us. And so what, it's not just the mind-body link, it's the spirit-soul. They, they all need to be in heart. They all need to be in alignment. All, everything, everything, every part of us, every organ. What does our gut need? Sometimes it's, I, I worked with a client the other day, and I was thinking they weren't absorbing the nutrients. So it's like, okay, probiotics, digestive tract, what, is there, what things can you do? What foods, what nutrients, what supplements? And guys, everybody, it's up to us. You know, that's the thing. It's not, um, you know, doctors are great. They're needed and necessary, um, but not for every, it, it's, it's our sacred relationship with ourselves that we have that gift within us. Can I tune in, pause and tune in and say, what do I need right now? How can I take care of me? You know, um, that, again, how can I take care of me, all parts of me? There's such, such a, something so fulfilling about that. Try it. Try one little thing. You know, to me, that's joy. That's happiness. When I don't, it's great to have help from other people, Friends, family, loved ones, people outdoors, outside of our experts, you know, we're hiking outdoors, you know, we want a hiking leader. That's great. That's also beautiful. But also that sacred relationship with yourself. Let me try this. Let me do it myself. Let me accomplish this. Look what I made. Just think of the child. Look what I made. Right? You put the picture on the refrigerator. You put it in a, a frame. You put it on the wall. Look what I did. Look what I made. So that it's great to get outer validation and acknowledgement, but it's also really great to give ourselves that validation and acknowledgement, to get that from ourselves and feel that warm and fuzzy, like, hey, did a good job. You're doing it. Look what you completed. I put up shelves the other day. Yes, I can hire someone to do that. Uh, one thing is I just, I like, when I want to get something done, I just, I like to get it done. And I like, I like sixty things. I like, you know, I just, I love that kind of accomplishment and doing something. Um, and, you know, again, you have choice, but to see them put up in all my cards, my, or I had to get shelves because I have so many Oracle cards now and tarot cards. 
Oh, my gosh, you guys. I love you all. Okay, we're getting to our second half of the program. Um, if you did not get your question answered or get a reading, um, I'll be here next week, um, 12 o'clock to about 1245, 12.50, uh, answer questions that have been emailed in and take your calls. So, um, But we do have a great guest coming in. We always have great guests, the second half of the program. We always have enlightening conversations. And this time we have Michael Grosser with us. Uh, PhD is an independent scholar and part of an ever-growing group of scholars and thinkers critical of the prevailing materialistic view of the world. Michael has taught um, humanities and philosophy at Marymount Manhattan College, City University of New York, and City University of New Jersey. His recent book is Smile of the Universe. Miracles in an Age of Disbelief. Um, you can also um, connect with Michael through his blog, consciousnessunbound.blogspot.com. Welcome to the program, Michael. Hi, I've been listening to your introductory, well, not introductory to me, but your comments about how to be healthy. Good advice. Very good. <laughs> Ooh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I've been having to apply it myself. Yeah, uh, you know, some of what's what we learn at school and some of it, right, is what we learn, maybe the wisdom of, you know, hard knocks of um, mm-hmm. take care of yourself, right, and take care of the body. Yeah, um, because you don't, don't yeah. Uh-huh. Go ahead. You don't what? We might have a little overlay, by the way. Go ahead. No, I'm I'm, I'm listening to your question. Oh, Okay. So I'm very interested. Um, first of all, I love the blog name, Consciousness Unbound. So uh-huh. before we get into the book, I want to, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about um, Consciousness Unbound and, and what's the focus of this blog and, uh, and talk a little bit about consciousness, your perception and understanding about consciousness. Sure. Yeah. Well, the title itself is uh, sort of reminiscent of uh, Aeschylus and, you know, East, uh, Prometheus Unbound. You see the, it's like a, mm. like a motif, an, an archetype. Uh, I think Shelley also wrote a, uh, a great poem about uh, Prometheus and, uh, and the mm-hmm. whole idea that we're, in our, uh, we're bound, we're tied down by, by birth, by the constraints of our society, our uh, the ideas that dominate our world, and so it's so we, what we wanted. So what I did was take that sort of mythological uh, motif and it and bring it up to date and talk about consciousness because that's the the concept today that a lot of the older, maybe quainter, more religious and magical terminology uh, have has given way. It's a, it's a little more respectable to talk about altered states of consciousness than being raptured away uh, by the love of God, let's say, as the saints would describe it. So mm-hmm. the point of my, of my, of my uh, uh, blog there is to explore a whole wide range of areas of human potential that our scientific culture tends to neglect. I have nothing against science. I love science. But the way mm-hmm. science has evolved 
it tends to be fixated upon the measurable and the quantitative and the objective and tends to leave out the biggest mystery of them all. I mean, let me just say this by way of introduction to you asked about consciousness. I'm very mm-hmm. interested in miracles and mysteries, and I have a whole category of miracles, which I call obvious miracles. They're so obvious, no one takes them seriously. Mm. Miracles. And, and, the, and that is the mere fact that we are conscious. And I'm not playing around when I say consciousness is a mystery, a miracle, because it's the one, air, one area, there are many areas, of course, of scientific materialism where they, they are clueless as to how to explain mm. Uh, this mysterious reality is very difficult to describe it in a way how it emerged out of uh, sort of wet pulsating meat. <laughs> I mean, it's completely mm-hmm. bizarre. And uh, of course we have, the, uh, we're connected with our brains, but the materialists right. think that our consciousness uh, is in somehow reducible to or identical with brain states, and that's simply not wrong. Not sorry, not right. Not true. Philosophical, right? Yeah. And yeah. So anyway, exactly. those are just some opening. Yeah. yeah, that it's the brain states or something that the brain is 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 doing. You know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you get hit. Why did you? Or you saw this light. And this must happen to you. You know, it's this and that that's going right. on in your brain. Right, right, and 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 that simply doesn't hold up because the brain is a an infinitely mysterious, evolved organ, complex and amazing. There's no doubt about it. But it's physical, and it's located in space. Right. Your thoughts, yeah. your feelings, your passions, your dreams, your memories, your um, your your imagination—none of that is in physical space. Even though, if I bop you over the head. Well, if you drink three quarts of, uh, of whiskey or something, your consciousness is definitely going to change. So there's a linkage, right. but not an identity. That's the point I'm, I'm trying to make. Oh, uh, I, like I that. think yeah, it's important. Absolutely. Yeah, so there's a linkage. And so time and more, you know, immemorial, we've been asking, what is consciousness? I mean, many people on the path, a spiritual path, we know awareness. We, get, we know when we get more mm-hmm. aware. Perhaps we mm-hmm. know when we feel more conscious or we're having more conscious experiences and expressions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the question always goes back to what is consciousness? Yeah. Well, I guess, see, the, the, the only way we can answer that question in a scientific way is to reduce it to something else. To say, mm. the, the materialist would like to say, well, consciousness is something that results when certain neurons are activated. Well, that may be true, but it doesn't tell us what consciousness is itself. It doesn't answer your question. Right. Uh, right. Consciousness is, you kind of describe it. Uh, it, Consciousness is what enables us to be aware, to feel, to intend, to remember. I mean, the modes of, to dream. Dreams are one of the Mm -hmm. most marvelous mysteries because they're completely unlike anything physical. There are different laws that operate in our dreams. And who's to say mm-hmm. that the dream world is any less real than the physical world that we wake up to every day? Uh, philosophers like to argue about that sometimes. <laughs> but right. uh, I myself find the dream universe uh, 
a whole lot more interesting in some ways than the visible universe. And that's saying a lot. Oh, I agree. I so agree with you. I have some amazing dreams. I I study dream therapy and dream analysis. And one of my teachers, because I'd have these amazing dreams and lucid dreams. And one of my teachers said, you have such a rich dream life. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes I want to stay in that life. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes, you know? yes. Well, you're um, you're you're lucky that you have a rich dream. I used to. I don't dream that much anymore. Uh, could be because I, I smoke know. pot. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's. <laughs> I do that for I myself. Don't know. I don't. Yeah. Well, no. That, there's evidence. There is evidence for that. Is there? There's a connection. Oh, yes. It suppresses. It suppresses REM. Yeah, and uh, it's an interesting topic about consciousness, but we can leave that out. We don't want to get you into okay. trouble. <laughs> okay. No, it's okay. So interesting. So that awareness, we become conscious. But then what? Do, okay, now let me ask you this. Do you feel like as we become more conscious that perhaps we have more abilities? And is it the more conscious we are, do, is there more miracles? Yeah. Well, I'd say what I would say to that interesting question the way you phrased it is uh first of all consciousness we need for just any experience that we have but for a miraculous yeah i'll say there's no experience and uh but 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 miracles are almost invariably uh well there's a large quantity of recorded miracles that are associated with altered states of consciousness and right. I can give you the uh, the the, uh, uh, the heads up <laughs> on what the key state of consciousness is, and one that's so interesting to cultivate, namely what's called ecstasy. Okay, there's a drug that will get mm-hmm. you there too sometimes, but uh, we won't talk about that. But but ecstasy okay. in the sense of ecstasis, standing outside of yourself. In other words, the ecstatic state is one in which your common sense view of reality is wiped away uh, by something that is so marvelous, so beautiful, so life-enhancing, so enrapturing, that you're gone mm-hmm. from this world. I mean, this happens to us spontaneously sometimes. If we fall in love or listening to music, right? Or if you're an inspired right. artist, it could happen. Or it could happen in a near-death experience or, or being lost in a terrible negative situation. Sometimes the brain seems to kind of quiet down and let things come through that normally are repressed by ordinary everyday brain activity. So there are many circumstances in which the, uh, the boundaries are lifted as it were, and these heightened, richer, more potent forms of consciousness will suddenly emerge. And, and, and trouble is it's hard to predict. It's real hard to predict. But it's hard to predict. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many weird yes, true. complexities involved. But on the other hand, I mean, practitioners of yoga, uh, uh, prayer, the religious explorers of human experience have figured out ways of increasing yeah. the likelihood that we get into these deeper states of consciousness. So we, we know something about that, right? And right. we can all try our hand at it. Uh, it's a matter of degree. Well, one thing I've learned, uh, uh, Michelle, I am talking to Michelle, right? Yes, that's me. Uh, okay. The one thing I've learned is that the it's not an ordinary, everyday 
relaxed state of mind that's, that's usually involved. It's usually circumstances that involve acute intensity. Uh, so I've heard stories of sorcerers bring on rainstorms, but they will repeat mm-hmm. a mantra for days before they get the effect, mm-hmm. <laughs> not, for, not, not for five minutes. So uh, it's like a saint like St. Joseph, whom I wrote a book about. Uh, he spent an awful lot of time meditating and behaving in ways that you and I, uh, ordinary folk like us, are less likely to, uh, to behave. So there's an element of extremism involved in the manifestation mm-hmm. of these extraordinary states. But uh, that's why some people are a bit, you know, put off by them. Dubious, yeah, they're put off or dubious <laughs> about it. Um, it. It does seem, and I'm wondering <laughs> if we're going. Uh, allergies. Um, yeah. Is allergies just going to ask if you need some water? Yeah. No, wait, say that. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I'm just wondering if we're going um, in that direction or maybe it's noticing more the miracles. Because you talk about there's these everyday miracles or even that we're conscious. I mean, even right, how we breathe or even how do we have preconditions mm-hmm. just out of the blue, mm-hmm. you know, you hear the mm-hmm. – um, do, do you feel that we are in this trend maybe of becoming more – Awake, aware, more conscious, or is it yes, more aware yes, I, of this I, I, part of life? I, I do. I think, I mean, Awakening, title of your uh, program, is an act. Uh, I think there is an awakening going on mm-hmm. right now, and for the, sim- for the simple reason that the world is falling apart. And uh, yeah. it, it is... Uh, it's just as when people get sick or they have near-death experience or they get close to death, somehow consciousness opens up uh, in, in all kinds of ways. I mean, Matisse was ill. He wanted to be a lawyer. So he's lying in bed for a long time and bored. Suddenly it came to him mm-hmm. he wanted to draw, you see. In that state of illness, he was transformed. So I think as we as we go deeper into the frightening crises that we're facing right now i mean the pandemic uh, growing uh climate catastrophe looming upon us political discord uh weather events are going to be violently upsetting things i think as this happens uh there may be some i have a a sense my this is just a personal intuition that this may lead to a kind of global transformation of consciousness uh, and uh, in fact, we do know that there are cases where people who have near-death experiences, that the people around them watching them suddenly get involved in the near-death experience so that what starts out as, a, as one person being on the edge of the abyss and peering into the next right. world, a bunch around them get drawn into the vision. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if as the as all of the various breakdowns occur on our planet, that there are going to be corresponding breakthroughs of consciousness. It's just my intuitive hope, maybe. And there are some grounds for believing this, some empirical reasons for having this theory. Mm-hmm. So my answer to your question is, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think we're moving okay. into exciting times. Yeah. And uh, Well, that's true. Because, <laughs> you know, you're right. Because and you talk about the empirical evidence, it, it, it's, there's so, there is a lot of research on this, whether it's 
death of a loved one, spouse, Oh, sure. you know, loss of a job or something traumatic mm-hmm. or almost, almost dying or someone going through a heart situation. A lot of right. people come out of that and change their life in some way where they say, now I want more meaning. I want more purpose. Or I want, I want to be more fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. That would I mean, stand for reason. I hope so. On the other hand, there you have to be realistic and, re- and realize that not everybody is, sufficiently evolved or disposed to take advantage yeah. of the creative and transcendent potentials yeah. and right. can become worse. You know, they can mm-hmm. use the, the, the calamities of their lives to justify uh, all kinds of hideous things. So on the other hand, I, I'm an optimist and, and I think the good is stronger than, than, than the bad, but it, the bad mm-hmm. never gives up. <laughs> That's right. That's true. But I think you're right. I just yeah, it's not going to be everyone going to hear the the bugle of judgment, you know. But I do feel or clarinet, whatever title. <laughs> but I right. think it's enough as creative that we have a new perhaps system in place based on a more expanded or aware, more life enhancing consciousness for everyone. But I, I agree with you. There's always that certain percentage. And I think that's even done in re- research, you know, what the percentage is of, uh, you know, in those types yeah, of and, and turning points I, or critical I, mass points. Exactly. And I think that there is some hope signs that, I mean, science breaks through to a new consciousness and, uh, uh, there are signs of a new para- new medical paradigm, a new health paradigm. I mean, I know that you're mm. interested in this. Uh, Larry yes. Dossi is a friend of mine who writes wonderful books. And he's been on he's the show, yes. Been... Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he has. Uh, and yeah. uh, so that that so I'm I'm optimistic about it, but I'm also unfortunately pessimistic about the difficulties we're going to have to go through before a yeah. truly yeah. new world sure. paradigm. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I may not be around and, uh, and yeah. probably won't be, but, but uh, I'm well, looking forward to big, maybe. <laughs> big part of the ship, but I think yeah. you're right. But I think we need to be realistic that, you know, whatever terminology, analogy, metaphor you want to use, we we, we do have mm. some, labor pains of growing and it is going to be mm-hmm. there's going to be uh, michael i'll use what doctors like to say there might be some discomfort <laughs> involved you know when they know you're going to get a lot <laughs> right. of pain they always say discomfort right. this might feel give you some discomfort right right there'll be some moments of aw- uh, awkwardness as the world goes yeah. out of whack Exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, something you said on your title, you know, it hit me because Smile of the Universe, there is also that phrase like the universe has smiled on you or smiling on you. Um, well, if, if, you, if, if you like, yeah. I'll explain why, why that title. Uh, it, the etymology of the that. word mir- of the miracle. Yeah. See, the, the etymological root of the word miracle, it goes back to Sanskrit. Smile, and that's where we get our word oh. smile. And so oh a miracle is something that makes us smile with wonder and admiration. But so that's ah. the, that's the rhetorical and the poetic overtone. However, I have an objective 
criterion for discriminating between mm-hmm. mi- real miracles and just sort of emotional miracles, uh, like you know, you love fell in love with me, and that was a miracle. Well, all love is a miracle, right. too, but uh, and and the but but the criterion is, I'm interested in those phenomena that science cannot explain, like levitation, mm. instantaneous healings, uh, mm-hmm. odor of sanctity. Precognition, you mentioned. These things are just completely beyond current science. So mm-hmm. those two variables are, are what guide my my research, and I'm always hunting for new realms and uh, of, uh, of the miraculous. And the more research I do, the more I'm astonished at how much is there in history and going on today around us uh, in, 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 in our present world. But it's so it's it's quite fascinating uh, this research that I've been involved in now for several years, but uh, there's a lot to explore. Mm. So the smile and the wonder and the awe. Um, yes, I'm wondering if there's uh, yeah because I find um, I have a lot of miracles in my life of what you're talking about. And in fact, one of them with 9-11, I got messages not to fly. And actually two weeks before saw the airplane, uh, me and the airplane being sucked out and people being sucked out and exploded. Oh, wow. Oh, you yes, you and, had that dream? Yes, yes. And my one of my teachers and mentors at the time thought, everybody kept telling me I was under a lot of stress. I must be. And uh-huh. I said, no, because I actually uh-huh. even like turbulence. And I, and I changed my flight because I was going to be flying at that time. Um, uh-huh. I, w- I wouldn't have been going to New York, but I would have been in the Michigash of it all. I would have, you know, been stranded. Right. All my clients were stranded right, right. and all that. But then I went online, and there were a lot of people that had these dreams, precognitive dreams. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there was all You know, I, I should be, I should look that out. You're reminding you me that this is something I Yeah, yeah. Yes. Look, because I was flab- I, I am a psychic channel and a medium, so I have this is like mm-hmm. regular occurrence for me these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but the way that it came through and the cuz I you know I was like, "Oh my god, sucked out of the plane and it was on fire." I'm like, "Whoa." You know, it stopped mm-hmm. me in my mm-hmm. tracks. Like, what the heck? What's this? Oh. I've never dreamt something like this. But then right. there's these researchers had said that somehow when these kinds of cataclysmic events happen, some t- groups of people will have these dreams that's for no correct. reason. That is true. That is, that is yeah. Mean, there are other cases so on record of famous disasters where bunches of people yes. dreamt of it. So yeah, uh, I'm there wondering was, with this consciousness, how, do, how does this, and now you talk about this smile. Is it us? Right. Is the quantum us that's re- reaching out to us? I mean, like you said, it's unexpected. You can't necessarily yeah. plan this all the time, you know? Absolutely. And I have to say that precognition is, is baffling. Now, I, I can share with you a uh, back in 1981, uh, mm-hmm. I had three dreams in a row about President Reagan being almost assassinated. And on the third dream, I saw him naked from the waist up, beaming with health, from which I deduced that there was going to be an attempt on his life, and he would recover beautifully. And that's exactly what happened. And I told all of this to my students and uh, in advance, so that I wasn't, no one right. accused me that I made the story up. But beats the hell out of me 
how I, and, and probably right. other people must have had dreams, right? Just as the point you're making, how we're able to pick up on these disturbances before they actually occur. I don't know yeah. the answer to that question, uh, Michelle. I really don't. It's, it's quite a mystery. And, and it seems to imply that somehow we've already lived our lives. I have a friend who's a very acute philosopher who argues that way. I'm not convinced. I'm sorry. I can't believe that I've already lived my whole life. Uh, right. That's and, an interesting and, uh, one. It would seem. It would seem if you get yes, that or a destiny issue. What is converging in some way that there's mm-hmm. going to be a physical manifestation of this right event, and somehow so, you get the heads up. Right, but it didn't help me in any way. It didn't help uh, the yeah. president. Uh, I suppose I could have written him. It never occurred to me to do that. Because frankly, I was just baffled. I didn't even. Yeah. But I knew that it was. I knew that three dreams on the same thing often have precognitive overtones. Uh, first time you could say it was a coincidence, uh, right. and maybe you could stretch it for the second, but not three times. You know. And, and, right. and I got all the facts right. Uh, I saw it just as it happened. Saw him go down, and he was hit above, like around the shoulders area. Mm-hmm. And then I knew that he was going to recover from the last dream, and which he did. He wow. was very, very healthy. So, but he again, uh, it's uh, precognitions occur all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so somehow, we're, it seems to me, it's as though we're. I get the feeling, uh, my one of my working intuitions is that we're living in two worlds. We're living in the physical mm-hmm. world where all the time and space operate. But a part of us inhabits a larger mental, spiritual universe. And we don't really know too much about what's going on and how we're interacting with that world. We get glimpses of it in dreams, in precognitions of the course of the sort we've just been discussing. But uh, right. it's, uh, it, we don't know exactly what the connection is, those two stories of the universe that we inhabit. But um, I guess we'll find out after we... We'll find out. So <laughs> eventually, uh, uh, Right, eventually. I know another thing that you mentioned, which is so true, is that um, there is a kind of need-to-know basis, which means there's a bit of unpredictability, unexpectedness mm. and unpredictability, mm-hmm. you know, and, and maybe right. that's what causes us to, to take notice Um you know, that it is something usually abrupt. Um, mm. Something else you talk about in your book, uh, which I'd love to, is bilocation. And also, uh, take it as material, materialization and dematerialization, dematerializing. Yes. This whole yes. idea. Yes. Those yeah. are, those, those, uh, the way I see it, there are three dimensions to the miraculous the transformation that is possible. One is physical, which you've just mentioned in effect, basic physical laws alter. The second is biological. We have amazing phenomena of instantaneous healings, indications of the body doing things that we could never dream of. And then the third category is the psychological transformation and the heightened experiences of the mystics uh, with a broader sense of time, greater empathy, and so forth. So all those three variables of 
vectors, I like to call them, or dimensions, uh, are in play in in the, in the process of of our of our evolving. But as far as the, the yeah the bilocation, the levitation, uh, <clears throat> there's another thing that's related to to those two sort of physical phenomena, and that is the phenomenon of apports. This is where objects will pass through solid matter, as in poltergeist cases, for example. Stones will suddenly shower right through a roof into a house. Mm -hmm. uh, Or inside the house, sometimes in hauntings, objects will disappear and reappear. I, for example, have a firsthand experience of dematerialization. When I visited a haunted house, it's a long story, but I, the main part is that I gave the woman that whose house was haunted a photograph of Padre Pio and told her to put it in a closet out of the reach of the children and it's totally uh, and just leave it there, knowing that Padre Pio it would probably might scare away this uh, spirit that was haunting this family. About nine people saw it, okay, and mm-hmm. uh, so she put it there, and within a week. It completely disappeared. It was in a place that it could never have been wow. stolen. Now, it's, con- right. it's conceivable. But this woman was a student of mine, and she was brilliant. And she would have never done something silly like that. And, mm-hmm. and so, and, and nor would she have let her children, because she had very young children, two, three years old, could not have reached or, or opened up the cabinet where the photograph was. So that's just my own experience, you know. But the most fabulous dematerialist phenomenon took place back in the in the nineteen I think it was nineteen ninety one or four uh, the milk miracle uh, that this uh, phenomenon that in statues of Ganesha which is the elephant headed god removes all obstacles yeah and and that. One guy, some Indian, wakes up that one morning. This this whole thing took place one day, in one day. Right. He, he wakes up with a dream where the god says, bring me milk. So he rushes out, he brings some milk, he puts the milk in front of the statue, and the milk disappears. It dematerializes. Before you know it, mm. they're doing it all over India. And guess what? I witnessed it myself because it was on... Wow. On, it was on CNN. I watched an astonished CNN reporter hold a small cup of milk under the face of a statue. And I wa- he, as, the, as the reporter held it, and I watched him. He, I had, uh, the camera went on his eyes as well. And I watched the milk. It literally slowly just vanished into yeah. a drop and then nothing. So, and then later on, I had a stu- I had two students who were in India at that time, and it didn't matter, by the way, because it took place in in any place on the planet where where you had this uh, type of statue. They two right. both of my students witnessed the the the, uh, the dematerialization, and one of them got online three times to prove it to himself. He was so his mind was so blown. He wrote me a detailed report of what he saw. Anyway, so that's the story. Dematerialization, again, don't ask me to explain it. I haven't any idea except this notion that we're in another, there's another dimension that we interact with, where things can happen, transactions between the 3D universe 
and this higher spatial reality mm-hmm. uh, where these things come from. And uh, but anyway, yeah, I, it's very astonishing stuff. It's Keeps almost us, like it's getting our awake. attention. Yeah, I've had some experiences yeah, with that I, as well. Yeah, stuff that's just totally gone. I'm wondering if it's some way of getting our attention to this well, other realm that's very, mentioning. It, it's very curious that you should say that, uh, Michelle. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. I have sporadically, unpredictably, had odd experience, some of them I would call miraculous in the sense I define, all my life. On and off. I don't call myself a psychic because it's, it only happens once in a while, but it happens. Right. So, and, and all kinds. So I've asked myself, why? I'm no great healer. Or, and, and, well, I'm not making anything out of it other than it's as though there's something reminding me constantly. I mean, yeah. I had an amazing U, U, UFO experience on the, almost on the day that I got my Ph.D., and I got the message mm. was, hey, Grosso, you think you're wise? Doctor means wise, right, in Latin? You think you're wise? Right. Oh. Figure, this one, figure this one out, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and so I, 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 your remark is very telling. I think that is, uh, to a large extent, what's going on. We're being reminded of things that we then have to take it to the next step. You see, it's like a game uh, that the whatever it is, the great mind out there playing playing games with us in a way, teasing us mm-hmm. into higher consciousness. And, yeah. uh, uh, but then now, look, but, your inquisitive mind—it gives you resonance to these things, um, and your you know research mind, inquisitive mind, and you'd like to you know analyze and put it together. You have to have this experience, and now you are called to write about it that also now opens up other you should see our little our chat is buzzing it opens mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. other people's thoughts you know it at least gives them a pause let me look at this mm-hmm. you know and if mm-hmm. you were perhaps you know i always find it god the all that is universe infinite intelligence whatever you know nomenclature you want to use always mm-hmm. comes through certain types of people to get the message out because we're listening to you. You're clearly, you know, it's sound, you know, you, you can mm-hmm. tell you're not, you know, crackpot or something. So people, mm. then now people have that belief. It's like, okay, well, let me look at this. And then they start questioning. Mm. Yeah. So I don't yes. know. It I seems like it's, it's a great door opener. Well, yes. And the other thing is often it picks the people that, I mean, I happen to have had these experiences. I'm an educated person. I mean, I have a, PhD in philosophy and all of that. But some of the most marvelous, I mean, the children, for example, who have uh, been the recipients of these Marian visions, which are really monster miracles, some of them. I mean, some of them are not that impressive. Right. But the, the events at Fatima in 1917, that was a monster miracle, a series of miracles, I should say. But who gets them? Illiterate, impoverished. Yeah unimpressive, unprepossessing children, you see. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's poetry in that mm-hmm. in a way, I see it. Uh, but also, you know, sometimes evolved, more evolved people and with who, who do, you know, are more advanced and, and even occasionally educated. But, uh, but obviously, 
you know, it's unpredictable uh, how these things yeah. go out. But I think you're right. There's, there's, there's an education process going on right now on the planet, and uh, and we need it. <laughs> we definitely need it. Yeah. Okay. Now, we have a question in the chat, and I don't know what this is unless it's an acronym for something. But uh, I think it is, does, does this affect CERN, S-E-R-N in capital does CERN affect this uh, stuff? I don't know uh, what that is. Do you know what that is? I, I asked the person. This, Sue, can you let us know? This, I don't know what that is. Let's see if she uh, it discern? Yeah, I don't know what this What do you mean by discern? discern? I mean, just, just, well, not, uh-huh. it's not It's C-E-R-N, capital C-E-R-N. So I don't know if that's a that, that sounds like it, a, Yeah, that sounds like a research center in Switzerland. CERN? I, I oh, know. maybe. I, yeah. I don't know what the, what the reference there, there is. Uh, so where are you getting now, that reference from? Um, it's in the chat, but if, let's see if she could, Crystal Bowles, Gretchen, if you can rewrite the question. I don't, I don't know what that means, but, um, oh, yes, nuclear research. It's nu- this is, ah. Oh, everybody's saying, I really right. like this person. Uh, great information. Thanks for having him on the show. You're welcome. So nuclear well, research, does this affect, oh, you know, there's a lot of concern about the nuclear, nuclear reactors, nuclear research, as well as, mm-hmm. bio, you know, this 5G. It, 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 I guess people are asking, does that affect this idea of miracles and our consciousness? I don't know if you have any that's thought a very, that. very That's a very good question. I'll say this. The nuclear okay. threat like the climate like climate catastrophe and the violent inequity in economics on this planet is right. one of the major uh, uh end time trends i call that uh, it, it definitely uh first of all it's unspeakable that we have created these weapons of mass destruction used them are building them right. now americans may not know that uh, president uh, trump is behind the development of a new usable forms of nuclear no. weaponry. Oh, so no. as to, okay. Yes, yes, that's just one of the numerous things that, uh, that he's been doing. And there is no question about the fact that the Union of Concerned Scientists have placed the second hand, or the, I should say the, the clock, a minute to midnight, for catastrophe. Now, I don't know if you know that that's a, uh, a long tradition that the group of scientists are constantly measuring the, how close we're coming to the point where we are going to confront some you know, major global disasters. And they have at mm-hmm. the, it's at the high point now in the whole history of this, of this practice. And one of the reasons is the quiet, we were not hearing too much about this because there's so many other things happening, right, that are frightening and distressing. But the, there's also, there's a building up of tensions between major powers and people are getting armed with nuclear weapons mm-hmm. in ways that they have not before. That's not a good sign. That is simply not right. a good sign. And, and that may indeed be reverberating. I'll, I'll add one point. It is pretty well known that the UFO flaps back in the 50s were definitely related 
to the creation of atomic weaponry. And there's a, there's got a lot of literature on that su- subject. And it's as though whatever the UFO phenomenon is, uh, whether it's from outer space or something from inner space, it got a little keyed up and nervous when we humans invented the atom bomb. And with good reason. You know, with Albert Einstein, who said, after the atom bomb, we have to change our thinking radically in every way if we hope to survive. And we haven't done that. But maybe there's some sign that we're moving in that direction. That's been the drift of our optimistic conversation, right? (laughs) Yeah, well, I think we are. And as more of us get together with conversations like this, people like you are putting out books like this, Again, it, it, there's this upliftment because the change starts with us individually and as we come together collectively. But I, I think, it, but it's, our perception has to change, and definitely books like your book helps people's perception change. You know, to get more in that inspired, upliftment creator mode. You know, I think. Well, anyway. I I do too. I mean, I'm constantly being inspired by my own research. It, it keeps me happy. <laughs> it keeps me alive. And, uh, and, so, and I do want to share that with, with other, other, other human beings. And I'm not the only one. I mean, I'm aware, I'm fully aware of the fact, I think, <coughs> my throat is dry. Maybe I should stop talking. <coughs> No, no, no. Keep talking. No, hold on. I, have that too I do have some water. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of us are going through little throat singing. No, it's, uh, first of all, it's a terrible uh, time for allergies. Uh, and I'm, uh, where I am, ah. it's one of the worst, one of the worst in the country. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah that, that's all it is. It's not a symptom of any uh, disease. But, but yes, to get yeah. back to oh, our I didn't discussion. Think that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, and, and in any case, I don't think it go, can go through <laughs> through the through the electromagnetic worlds just yet. This uh, oh no, I wasn't virus. saying it. Just this expression. I, I don't feel like yeah. I'm not saying illness. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. Not, I don't. Not no, saying anything I, I to do know. with illness. Or... Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're uh, consciousness is definitely uh, being stirred. Um, and it's it, it it seems to me it 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 may take a lot of I don't know I just was hearing on the radio about uh, Lebanon finally waking up I mean this yeah. horrible thing that happened horrible yeah it, uh, totally preventable now if the Lebanese don't do something about this as a people uh, half of them will want to move get out of the country it's horrible. So many horrible things are happening, and uh, I would like to imagine that uh, it's going to culminate in some kind of transformation of consciousness. But it, daily, things are, are appalling uh, that uh, are preventable. But anyway, yeah. I, I didn't mean to drift off into that. Uh, That's okay. We're winding out now, just a little over time, but um, I so appreciate it. Uh, you being on the program with us. This has been so enlightening. I've, I've just lost track of time. I really well, thank have enjoyed you. this. I, I've, I've learned I, I, a lot. I, I, thank you. I've enjoyed talking with you. You're, we're on the same wavelength, and uh, you're a very articulate person. Uh, and uh, so my pleasure, my pleasure. 
Come back uh, anytime, sure. please, and share with us. Everybody in the chat was just buzzing about the information and what you were sharing. So uh, okay. please, uh, the invite is there. Thanks for being on the program. Okay. Okay, great. So then we'll, we'll, we'll say, say so long for now. Bye-bye. Yes, so long for now. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, that was Dr. Michael Grosso. Um, His website is consciousnessunbound.blogspot.com. And the book that we were diving in a little bit to is Smile of the Universe, Miracles in an Age of Disbelief. I have thoroughly enjoyed this awakening conversation, and I know all of you have as well. Let me know what you think about it. Um, You can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook or my YouTube channel, Soul Awakenings with Michelle Mache. If you heard the interview, um, definitely have him back on to dive in deep. And again, that was Dr. Michael Grosso, uh, and his book is Smile of the Universe, Miracles in an Age of Disbelief. All right, Radiant Lights, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.